Morning to you, Buzz. Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, not my favourite weekend of rugby league, to be honest with you. Um, it fell away after the Rabbitohs Panthers on Thursday night and left to a weekend of absolute blowouts, weren't we? Well, how are we going to handle a 17th club? Well, that's a very good point because you look at the rosters and look, I've marked down uh, four teams that I can't really see improving next year a lot uh, enough to be banging on the door to play finals. And I'm talking the Warriors, Knights, West Tigers and Titans. And um, I'm not sure the Dolphins in their initial year will be a finals contender. You look at their rosters and compare them to Melbourne Storm. You compare them to the Sydney Roosters and South. And it's really just, but they're, they're in a different league. They really are. And um, I, I'm not sure how we fix it. I think there's a huge gap in the playing, uh, the, the, the playing strength of each club. And I'm thinking too, there's a huge gap in the coaching quality as well. That You know, a few of the coaches now are, are really struggling to get their rosters together. I've had a bit to say about the West Tigers uh, in my column today, but I'm a little bit concerned um, beauty of rugby league and why the networks pay billions of dollars for the television rights is they want, you know, a competitive competition and you know, you can't go back to 12 teams that's not the answer. I like I actually like 18 teams but I I think we need a conference system eventually where we try to put some integrity back into the competition where everyone plays each other once or twice or however a conference would work. But at the moment, um, to have and look, I know it was a one-off round and I know the football's been a lot more competitive than it uh, during the year, but the weekend was, you know, 466 points scored, an average winning march and a margin of 32.5 per game. That's just not... Um, that's not... NRL football, it's not. No, it was it was some ordinary performances from a few clubs. But having said that, Buzz, I also thought some of the big guns flexed their muscles and the Roosters and Melbourne Storm in particular, I think they sent out a warning shot to the likes of Penrith saying, hey, don't don't forget about us. And they play each other on Friday night and, and this should be a ripping game. Oh, it'll be a sensational game, Loz. It really will. It's my highlight for the weekend, the countdown to that game, 7.55, Amy Park. I pinched to Ray Hadley line, don't touch the set, don't touch the doll, don't go anywhere. It's so exciting to watch these two super clubs who have been so successful in the last decade. I have no doubt whatsoever, and I'm not sure if I said it here, I said it somewhere last week, that the Roosters are big enough, strong enough, powerful enough, classy enough to win this competition from outside the top four because they'd have to win their last uh, two games and the Storm would have to lose their last two for the Roosters to sneak into the four. Even if that happened, I'm not sure their four and against would be enough. So they're going to have to win it from outside. But um, as you said, Storm are outstanding. I think that hooker Harry Grant had the most magnificent game the other night and he's Clearly the front-runner now to wear the nine jersey in England for the Kangaroos. But the Panthers as well, mate, for them to beat South the other night without Cleary, without Luai, without James Fisher-Harris, 
I'd pay argue, not even argue, their best three players. Mm. It is going to be one heck of a final series, those three clubs. The Cowboys and the Sharks just keep on winning and uh, more than nuisance value in the finals. And they get about to the ball. They could do anything. And not sure about power and south, um, but we'll, we'll see. It, 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 but as you're right, this game on Friday night will be the game of the year. It really will be. Buzz, who's your grand final? If you had to pick it today, who's your who's your two teams? Oh, look, Clark here. Sometimes I do get a tip right. And at the start of the year, I, I, I tipped the Roosters' uh, Panthers grand final. I, I don't think that'll change. I, I, okay. I said I think the Roosters can go through, but it's a really hard question. It could be Storm. And mm. I, I wouldn't write off the Sharks either. Mm. Uh, and I've been waiting. I thought there was a little bit of class difference between the Sharks and those other sides. But you know what? They're on 34 competition points. They've won 16 games. They're probably up there with the most consistent. They just turn up every week. Craig Fitzgibbon, they never, ever play poor. I'm not putting them off on them here, but they're so consistent. So on the, you just don't know, do you? Injuries will play a big part. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Buzz, and that's how I've sort of assessed the Sharks too. I just didn't know whether they had enough class when it really mattered in those big games. But on what they're doing, they're certainly capable of being more than competitive and you wouldn't want to play them in a, in a semi-final. But I think what it's sort of shown over the last couple of weeks I think there's more sort of hope around that there's teams that can challenge Penrith, whereas probably six weeks ago, we, we, we just assumed that Penrith were going to win it. That, that's the way I looked at it anyway. Yeah, but as I said, the Panthers had their three best players. They were that $3 million of their salary cap beat mm. South. They didn't beat an ordinary side. They beat South. Mm. Mm. He's had Sean O'Sullivan's been a buy, hasn't he, just for this year at halfback? Yeah, the Dolphins have picked up a really good one there. Um, and, um, you know, he's done a really good job. He's done a remarkable job, in fact, to go and replace Nathan Cleary. And and, and the leadership of Isaiah Yeo without Cleary has just been sensational. Dylan nibbles out the back, a huge chance for the Dally M Award, you know. So you throw those three players back into the side and he, the, the finals will be like Origin when... Storm, Roosters, Sharks, Panthers, Cowboys, Seals. It really will be. We'll have some magnificent football every week. Yeah, I think you're right there. And it will start on Friday night when the Roosters and the, and the Storm play. And I think... Are you tipping their lot? Oh. Don't sit in the fence, mate. All right. Well, it's depending on who the sides are. Oh, I'll go Roosters. There you go. Well, you really, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go the Roosters. I, I think... Collins will be back. I think Takiahu will be back. I, I like their front row rotation. I think Nat Butcher's a fine replacement on that uh, right edge. Um, and yeah. for Tupanua. And yeah, I, I just think they're starting to build momentum. And they've they got strike in their back line. And I think their back line is probably the best in the comp at the moment. Yeah. So I, I think. Well, do you reckon my Raiders can make the eight? Yeah, that's a really interesting story, the Raiders, because they were gone after 12 weeks. They, they had a lot of struggles in the national capital. So what are they? They're two points. They're on 26 points. The Broncos are on top. I think they'll replace the Broncos as the eighth team. Now, the Broncos have got Parramatta at home, 
no good things. And then they've got the Dragons away. And I wouldn't say they're good things away from home. And that, so they could lose their last two games. Um, they've got a plus 21 for and against. Now, Canberra have a minus 25. But they've got Manly at home. They should win on paper. And they've got the West Tigers away. So I can see them leaping over the Broncos and making the finals, which is great coaching performance by Ricky Stewart, a great effort by all the players. Um, very ordinary first half in Newcastle, but they showed their class, they showed their quality, their big front rowers took over. In the second half, Jackie White, great game. Fogarty has been one of the buyers of the year at halfback, and I have no problems with them being in the eight because uh, they deserve to be there if they can finish their season off mm. as strong as they've been in recent weeks. Now, Manly, Buzz, um, I know the Sharks were good on the weekend, but how much have an effect has this, you know, that players standing down only a few weeks ago, not wanting to wear that pride jersey, how much is it, has that affected this club? Well, you, um, publicly, the club has put on a united front and um, is saying it hasn't affected them at all. And Des Hassel went to said that at his press conference after the game on, uh, Saturday afternoon, um, I think that once the seasons are over, the players loosen up and they can't start to... T- particularly the players that are leaving or whatever, like Kieran Foran, I-, I think there'll be more honesty around about what it's done to their season. As you said, and Clark, if you were playing in a cricket team and seven players decided they wouldn't turn up for a game where your season was on the line, but happened to AFL Rugby Union... The teammates would be asking questions about it, whether it's about religious uh, beliefs or whatever. I interviewed Max Krillich, the former kangaroo skipper, manly legend, still a director mm. at the club, about it. And his line was, yeah, we can understand people have got beliefs, but they get paid every week to play football. They want big dollars, and but they want to dictate when they're going to play or not. And um, I have no doubt whatsoever that it has wrecked their season. And um, because of that, there's now pressure on Des Hasler. Um, Manly, uh, know he's off contract next year. It's going to be a huge story in the opening few rounds of the competition next year if Manly struggle. Are they going to keep Des? Are they going to let him go? He's been around a long time. The results haven't been great this year. So um, Manly uh, are coming up to being a big story. Buzz, I read yesterday in the paper, and I think this took a lot of us by surprise. You interviewed Paul Green's best mate, Craig Knuckles Greenhill, and he said yeah. that Green had been struggling for 20 years with depression. Yeah, yeah, really tough story, that one to write. Uh, Knuckles actually uh, texted me last week and said he was he wanted to tell his story of uh, Greenie, and it, it was a difficult one to tell and then to write because... Uh, um, Knuckles has not only played football with him in Cronulla for a decade, um, Queensland State of Origin side. They grew up, they, they were mates from underage that went a manly, for God's sake. They travelled overseas on end of season trips for a couple of years, and you can clearly recall Greeny struggling way back then. And he was able to still carve out that magnificent coaching career. And um, I think he wanted to talk about it as a to get it out there as part of mental health and as part of are you okay and 
it's part of um, if you are down and feeling awful, you go and get help, go and get professional help. And mm. yeah. Um, yeah, really, really sad story that one that someone could have suffered for that long. Buzz, James Tarmo's not going to get off, is he? Oh, I'm really, really torn on this one because what he said to the referee was so inappropriate, it's not funny. So I would actually, um, I don't think he should get off. Having said that, he is a very, very good person who had a brain snap on the football field. He's one of those guys who was respected referees throughout his long and very, very successful career. But you cannot talk to referees like that and then expect to be playing football the next weekend or the one after. Brandon Smith got four weeks for his outburst. They've halved that for James Tarmel, and I think that's a pretty fair outcome that they've gone that way. Is that not just the icing on the cake for the Tigers, Buzz? To me, that was the greatest example of, and as you say, a, a great guy with a, with a brain fade, but it just sums up where this club's at. And, and it's devastating. For, for all their what fans, would what would have it's devastating. What would have to do that to an umpire? No, same thing. But I think, I think How James... How would you have thought? How oh. would you have thought? Whatever, whatever I got, it wouldn't have been long enough. Put it that way. But I think but James Taumo said that. He's put his hand up and said, whatever I get, I'm accountable and I deserve it. Yeah, I know, but, you know, you, you can't have a brain snap like that. I, I think yeah, two I weeks is right. I really do, and it's sad it is. It might have been his last game. The next player wants to abuse the referee should probably think about that. Yeah. They really should. But, look, the West Tigers have got bigger problems than James Tarmow, and I've written about it today. Mm. That was absolute debacle, 72 points to six. And I've had – I've written my column about it. Can you please explain to me, Laurie, why did they let Luciano Leilua go? Why did they let Nofaluma go? Why did they let Gildart go? Why did they have him play second grade Then he goes to the Roosters and scored five tries for North in his debut? Then they pick him to play. They obviously think he's a better player than Tim Sheens and the people at the West Tigers thought. Why did they throw in the towel so early? They sacked Madge. They've released players across the board. They lose their halves. And then they put in performances like that. Mm. It's just not right for their fans. Yeah, and I, I can't give you an answer. Well, I, they had no I, choice I don't with know. Matt. Other, it was than... in the paper every day. Yeah. It was in the paper every single day that you've got to sack him, got to sack him, got to sack him. That's why they sacked Madge. They had no choice. We weren't winning, and there was unbelievable media pressure. We had no choice. But you didn't have an option at that stage, Clarkie. You yeah, but, but, but Buzz, it's me, you guys, and, and I'm saying media in general, not just you, not just the paper, it was spoken about every day for 12 months. It, it, media pressure at some stage gets to uh, CEOs, gets to chairmen yeah. of the board, it gets to people. They had no choice because of the media on him, on him, on him, every yeah. single time. Well, you, you know what? I, um, I, I didn't have a problem with Madge being... Um, dismissed because I couldn't see where there was going to be improvement. Yeah. Imagine the football side. I didn't yeah. know the ramifications of it. I didn't know they'd then release all these players. What was the reason behind and, that, and Buzz? I, because I, I don't know what the reasons were behind the players. That's what I'm more talking about when you ask the question. I, 
I'll tell you what the reason behind uh, releasing these players was, that it eased the salary cap at the West Tigers. So what that meant is they'd have another three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 to spend on players next year. They might have more than that because Isaiah Papalihi is talking very strong about not turning up there next year. They might have his contract money to save as well. But I think there's a responsibility of every club, Laurie, to put their best 17 players injury-free on the park every weekend. And I even wrote this morning, there should nearly be an asterisk next to that scoreline because the team the West Tigers put on the field because of injuries to Hastings and Brooks, because three players had been allowed to leave, was almost reserved New South Wales Cup side. The scoreline showed that. Well, Buzz, you've just answered sort of where I was going next. You're saying they've freed up all this salary cap space. Who, after the weekend, is wanting to go to the West Tigers after a performance like that? Yeah, exactly like, right. Like, you can have the salary cap space. Exactly right. But then right. you've got to be able to convince them to come to our club and play and we're going to be more than competitive. Uh, and even if that's the case, Laurie, if, even if they are to pick up players, um, they're going to have to pay overs. And I've written many times, the year when Latrell Mitchell left the Sydney Roosters, they offered him, badge offered him over a million dollars, but he took eight fifty at South. So what they're going to do, they're going to have to pay overs if they way overs if they're to attract new players. Mm. And as you know as well as I do, playing overs for players it, it leaves them open to you know these guys don't aim up, and it, this club's littered with these sort of stories. And it's not Madge's fault. Cleary paid overs for Josh Reynolds. I know he works on this station, but he was on eight hundred and fifty k, and it was too much money. They mm. paid way overs for Moses Embiid. Most of them buys on 900k, so that's what happens. You put yourself into these positions. As I said all along, it's a slow rebuild. The West Tigers—they've got to be patient. There, I say, the Gus Gould five-year plan. Their Jersey flag side is doing very well. I think they knocked off the Roosters over the weekend. And um, yeah, I guess it's just going to be great patience and. I hope we don't see another performance like the weekend, but the West Tigers uh, fans are not going to see a lot of improvement for two or three years, is my view. Thanks so much, Buzz. Good on you guys. Let's talk next week, eh? Cheers. Cheers.